Welcome back to Beyond Strength and Endurance Training Talk. I am the head coach of BSE, Kyle Holman. Today we are discussing Murph, uh, the iconic workout Murph, and when you should wear a vest when doing the workout and in training. Um, so we're going to talk about several things here um, of not only uh, the kind of the progression of how to progress your uh, ability to do this workout, um, but then also, you know, the insight into the, the training and when you should actually wear a vest and when you should not. Don't be that person. And you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> um, you know, we're getting close to that time of the year when, uh, you know, if you truly want to uh, really push to do this workout well, it's it's good to go through a training cycle to prepare for it. Uh, it's just a solid workout that, um, you know, is a full body strength and endurance and, and it's great. But as soon as people start thinking about Murph, there are people that immediately just start wearing a vest for every single thing, okay? Like, stop being that person that shows up to your son or daughter's baseball or softball game or the person in the grocery store or whatever. Like, my gosh, the amount of times people just start wearing their vest for the most pointless things um, just because uh, Murph is coming up. Um, so don't be that person, Um we're going to talk more here in a second about when I feel like you should uh, start using the vest in training and in the workout. But um, for this aspect of it, like, you know, I, I get it if you want to wear it for some things, but it, it only, only if it makes sense. I mean, people, there'll be a workout with, let's say, shoulder to overhead and rowing, and you're wearing a vest. Why are you wearing a vest? Like, shoulder to overhead, it's not affecting that movement at all, uh, besides making it maybe harder to breathe if you got your vest strapped on too tight. Uh, same thing with rowing. I mean, you should only be wearing it in movements uh, where it makes sense to do so. Um, so don't be that person. Uh, there's a time and a place that will be beneficial for you to wear it. And we're going to talk about that more here in just a second. Working progressively towards uh, doing this workout, uh, RX, or as it uh, kind of is written. Um, first of all, you need to understand just kind of my thought process and what I feel, how you should progress to eventually wearing the vest and, and doing it straight through and stuff like that. Um, you know, obviously first you need to get to the point where you can actually do, um, you know, legit pull-ups, um, whether that be kipping or whatever, butterfly, whatever you're doing. Um, and then, you know, solid push-ups, chest deck and fully locking out at the top. Uh, that's the first step. I mean, you got to be able to get, to do those movements, uh, on your path to ever doing it, um, you know, with a vest or straight through from there. I mean, there's a million different strategies people use and you can kind of use this as a progression. Okay. So You've seen the, you know, we all usually are going to do, get to the point where you're, you're running the mile first, then doing all the work, then running the mile. Um, but there's the 33 rounds of, I believe it's 369, and then you finish like an, an extra little bit at the end because of the math. But um, that would be step one. From there, progressing to kind of that typical uh, Cindy fashion, you know, 20 rounds of 5, 10, 15. You know, then from there, can you go to uh, 10 rounds of 10, 20, 30? Um, and then you can go to five rounds of uh, 20, uh, 40, and 60. Uh, then you can start to get into two rounds of you know, 50, 100, and 150, and then eventually doing the workout straight through. I think people can understand from a basic concept that obviously doing 100 pull-ups straight through or 200 push-ups straight through is much more difficult than breaking it up, but I don't think people fully understand or can appreciate if they haven't done it the accumulation of fatigue that occurs when you are doing that straight through. So you are better off progressing towards that. Um, and you, you really need to do this workout under an hour. And honestly, it's meant to be done uh, even a little bit quicker than that. But uh, we'll use that hour as a marker. So 
if you're going to try to do this straight through and it's just taking you an hour and a half, it, then you're, you're missing the whole point of it. And I, and I get it. It's an iconic workout and, you know, people want to do as it's written and straight through. And, um, but also you'll progress much faster if you're, if you're patient. I mean, look, we do this workout every year. So, you know, as I mentioned before in previous uh, episodes, you know, strength and fitness is a lifelong pursuit. So have patience um, and work towards that. So that progression I just mentioned from, you know, the 33 rounds to the 20 rounds to the 10 rounds to five rounds to two rounds, um, that basically starts all back over when once you can do the workout straight through without a vest. Now it's time to go back, you know, maybe to those 33 rounds with the vest. And then once again, to the 20, to the 10, to the five, to the two, and then straight through. So um, that's how I feel you, you're best to progress through this. Um, once again, I, I understand people want to do it a certain way and automatically wear a vest and all that. But, um, you know, remember the point of the workout. This is for, um, you know, someone who served their country and is no longer with us. And it's to also honor all those other ones that never came home as well. Um, so I think people get so hung up on doing the workout with the vest or straight through and it's all about the wrong things. So, um, have patience. That's the progression that I recommend over the years, over the times you've done it. Um, I mean, obviously you can do Murph not only on uh, Memorial day or that weekend, but you can do it throughout the year if you want to slowly progress through this, but, um, it'll pay off much more if you have the patience to slowly build through on those different, uh, strategies. When should you wear a vest? So we're going to talk about this from two different angles. When, um, I would recommend that you're, a, you're able or it's good for you to wear a vest doing the workout um, and then when it's appropriate, uh, in my opinion, to wear the vest in training. So for me, uh, bare minimum, bare minimum requirements uh, to wear the vest during the workout would be that you can do um, at least 10 unbroken pull-ups with the vest and 20 unbroken push-ups with the vest. Uh, if you cannot do at least those bare minimum requirements, then, uh, you know, in my opinion, you have no business wearing the vest during the workout. Um, of course, this is my opinion. You can tell me to go fly a kite or, or any other choice words you would like. But uh, to me, that's the, the bare minimum. So uh, I talked about the progression um, just previous before this. So if you can't do those bare minimum requirements, then I would uh, work on, you know, going without the vest and, um, you know, progressively moving forward to, to an opportunity to be able to wear it. Um, to do the workout straight through with the vest, in my opinion, you need to do able, be able to do at least 20 unbroken pull-ups, uh, with the vest and 30 unbroken push-ups. Um, once again, those are bare minimum requirements. Um, if you can't do those unbroken numbers, then I really just don't think, uh, doing the workout straight through with the vest is, is your best option. So, um, now when should you wear it in training? Um, just because you are not going to wear the vest in the workout doesn't mean you can't utilize it for training. But, um, once again, if you, you have to at least be able to do the Cindy version, in my opinion, that 20 rounds of five, 10, 15, uh, without the vest, if you can do that version, then I think using the vest in training can benefit you. But if you're not doing that version yet, then, um, I don't think you need to, to utilize the vest at this point. Uh, running. If you are not going to wear the vest in the workout, then there is no reason for you to wear the vest when you're running. Um, I mean, it's just not, it's not doing anything for you besides adding more weight to you, which can be harder on your joints as you, uh, you know, work on accumulating, um, some time and mileage with running. So if you're not wearing the vest in the workout, 
in my opinion, there's no point to wear the vest um, in training when you're running. Um, if you are going to wear the vest, then yes. Um, starting off with slow runs where you're just going for uh, time, not really worried about pace, and just getting used to uh, the vest. Because a couple things, you're going to have to get used to how tight you want to put the vest. Um, depending on the vest that you wear, you know you want it tight enough where it's not bouncing up and down on you the whole time where you're running. But you, know, you can obviously uh, put it too tight to where <laughs> then it makes it difficult to breathe. So um, finding those little things out will help. The other thing is getting used to wearing that vest when you're running because it uh, there's some load carriage there. For any of you police, fire, or military that um, have load carriage through you know vests or um, you know apparatus that you have to wear or anything like that, then you know it can take a toll on your back and your hips and things like that. So uh, getting used to uh, what that's going to feel like and your body adjusting that will be helpful when you run. So for training, um, if you can at least do that Cindy version without the vest, then, you know, it is a, not a bad thing to wear that vest a little bit, not all the time, uh, but a little bit to work on your strength um, in pull-ups and push-ups and, and even squats. Um, you can start to utilize the vest a little bit in training when you do that. Um, for those of you that can wear, are wearing the vest in the workout, um, then obviously it's, it's good to wear that when you're doing push-ups and pull-ups and, and squats and things like that. But once again, as I mentioned earlier, like don't just wear the vest all the time. It, it's not going to do you any good to wear the vest that it has no bearing, uh, on, like I said, in a shoulder to overhead or rowing, or I'll see people wear it on double unders. Like it, it's just bouncing up and down on you. Like it's not, there's no training stimulus that's really helping you out there. Um, so just make sure you're, you're being smart about when you wear your vest, um, and when you don't strength training variations with the vest. Um, so when you're, if you are going to train with the vest, then there's different ways you can utilize it besides just, you know, wearing a vest to do your pull-ups and push-ups and and running and things like that. Um, so one of those ways is, uh, through, um, you know, varied load in the vest. So it, it does depend obviously on what type of vest you use, but, uh, there is a way with every vest to control how much weight is in it. Um, you know, when you wear the vest for Murph, it's typically, uh, I believe it's 20 uh, pounds for the guys, 14 for the ladies. Um, there's different plates you can put in there or depending on a bunch of different weights. So once again, depending on the vest, so you don't always have to just use, uh, the, the weight that you're going to use in the workout. You can use less than that to, uh, accumulate more reps. You can use more to that, uh, more than that, uh, weight, um, to do lower reps to help with your strength. So you can use that um, varied weight in there to control when you're going higher rep or lower rep or things like that. Uh, the other thing is uh, tempo. Uh, so it's good to wear the vest um, and do tempo work uh, with pull-ups, push-ups, and squats. So uh, a tempo pull-up would be uh, a couple different ways. You can pull up full speed and then do a very slow three to five second lowering um, you can do tempo both ways where you're controlling, you know, three to five seconds on pulling up and then three to five seconds pulling down. Same thing with pushups. Um, I can press up full speed, lower at a slower speed or control the speed up and down um, on that. And same thing with squats. You can do tempo squats. Um, you can do pauses, um, things like that. So there's different ways you can vary it um, with uh, your tempo and things like that. Um, you can also just do straight eccentric work. So jumping or pulling up to the bar, and then lowering at a slow speed. So we're not worried about the contraction, we're worried about the lowering. So in push-ups, it would be just holding the top of a push-up, slow, controlled on the way down, and then just coming to your knees and popping yourself back up rather than pushing, and then working on that eccentric portion. Um, same thing with squats. 
The other way you can utilize it is uh, just through three uh, straight stabilization. Um, you know, your core and back will um, get tired when you're wearing the vest. So doing simple stuff like front planks, side planks, um, you can uh, hold, you know, in a plank, you can hold at the top of a push-up. Um, you can do wall sits, uh, things like that. So it's not always just using the vest when you're doing reps, but there's different strength training uh, variations you can use. Uh, like we mentioned, varying the weight, um, varying your tempo, uh, static or holds. Um, those are all beneficial. Uh, the other thing you can do is is kind of like a uh, cluster, if you will. Um, so it would be wearing the vest for a certain amount of push-ups and then taking off the vest to continue doing push-ups uh, back-to-back. So that's a way to uh, accumulate more reps, doing some of them weighted and some of them not. So um, be creative um, or find a coach or a programmer that can help you be creative. Um, but when uh, wearing the vest, it can be a useful tool, uh, but just uh, you know, broaden your horizons to use it in different ways.